Uh, yeah, I'm the frog on the log in the hole in the bottom of the sea in the lab on the boat. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom and check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, you should check out the Death, Dying, and Other Things show. That's an original horror fiction podcast, uh, which most recently delivered a uh, great longer-form short story uh, about something that was found in the woods. Uh, It's really cool. Kind of personal to the author, too, as I'm given to understand. So definitely go check that out. Uh, Until then, though, you're stuck with us. I'm Jack, and sitting for right is Jake. You get me killed, I'm going to kick your ass, Jack. And sitting next to Jake is something else that Maritime Loss is a derelict. It's Mark. Ahoy! For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week we watched 1999's, I think, Virus, (laughs) which was Mark's I've Seen It and You Haven't Pick, or Hipster Pick, as we've been come to call it, Uh, and we'll get to that soon, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's Almost do beers for fears, but first I should remind everybody that we're gonna spoil the shit out of the 1999 Jamie Lee Curtis vehicle virus. Um, so fair warning on that. Beware. There might even be spoilers in our beer selections. Mark, what are your beers for these fears? Sure, I feel pretty <laughs> confident about this one. I got an Anchor Steam beer. There is an anchor in this movie. Features heavily. There's uh, also steam. Features heavily. There's also steam. Probably at some point. Uh, I have a quick question for you. What ocean did this take place in? Pacific. I don't know, but I had a lot of questions about that. Uh, you're saying you're saying Pacific, Jake? Okay, well, in that case, second beer, I have a Pacifico. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, Mark, I, I went on a similar journey, uh, not before demanding that the store clerk go to the back to see if they had any more virus IPA, because that's a beer that exists at my local grocery store. They did not. They're all out. That's uh, So I got... Uh, yeah, I got the Big Eye India Pale Ale by Ballast Point Brewing. Okay. Ballast Point being not only Pacific Coast, uh, Pacific in nature, and also a nautically themed brewery, but the Big Eye, uh, the logo on, on the box is a very large um, deep sea fish of some variety. Um, so that's neat. It's actually, it's not a deep so sea that fish. that has nothing like not... to do with this, but okay. They're out in the I, open water where I you might like catch you, a tuna of the size that's it, just, on this fucking can. Just tie it into there in the eye of the typhoon, man. Yeah, dude. Oh, that too. Oh my also, God. they're in the eye of a goddamn typhoon. So it's crazy. Close. And then you just botch it. <laughs> it's even better than I thought. Now I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. He comes Jake. 90, we come 10. That's how it works, basically. <laughs> what are your beers for these fears, Jake? Uh, not great. Better than last time. Um well, I wasn't the it's source of a delay anything. this time. I have been moving for the last week, so if I sound a little off, it's because I'm still getting things sorted out on this end. So it happens. My beer, I'm also getting sorted out on this end. Uh, I found one that's okay. I'm drinking Space Dust IPA by Elysian. Sure. Uh, more Makes or less, sense. you could say that this is from some Space Dust. This whole yeah. ha- <laughs> sequence of events, I, mean, I don't know, man. We'll, I'm just We'll get into that. Beer. We'll... I'll we'll get into that because it's beer. not clear that this yeah. is from space it's dust. It's pink and purplish, <laughs> and it flies in space like dust. Jesus Christ. All right. But 
drinking beer isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week, maybe. I moved. Uh, we've well, also yeah, debatable po- possibly watched some other horror shit or experienced some other stuff. So, Jake, yeah. what else has been rocking your horror world? Uh, one thing. Um, one thing. While while moving, I had a chance. One of the first things I got set up was naturally my big ass TV. Um, just wanted to make sure that that was ready to go. While I started unpacking all the shit that I have in the new place. Uh, the first movie that I checked, and only, I guess, movie that I checked out was one that Mark saw a little earlier in the year. I'm continuing to check off items from the list of things that have been released this year that I wanted to see. This one actually goes way the fuck back to, like, 2015 when it was when it first came out, I think, at TIFF. Uh, and now it came out earlier this year as a full release. Black Coat's Daughter. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Technically, I guess that's Oz Perkins' directorial <clears throat> debut, though... If you're common folk like us, it's the second one you had a chance to see after the I'm the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House came out on Netflix. I found some definite similarities in the way this dude frames shots, uh, which I actually do really like. This is also kind of a slow burn, um, but I there was a lot more happening here than with I'm the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House or whatever those words are in that title. Um, <laughs> nice. Well, you know, this is, you know, I don't want to say too much at risk of spoiling it, but it is an atmospheric movie that there is a choice made and a twist that occurs. And I think that it's, it's worth your time to watch it, but it wasn't a movie that I would say would be like by any means in the running of my movie for the year type sure. flick. Um, I wish they would have called it February. That's my only other quick note on this one. It was originally called yeah, February, you can, yeah. you can find it under either name. Well, Mark, um, it's under Black Coat's Daughter on Amazon, which if you're an Amazon Prime member, that's where I found it and was able to watch it for free. Uh, I'd rather it be called February on that venue. How about that? Fair enough. I don't know. Do you have any any questions? Like, you've seen it, Mark. Jack, you haven't. You're the odd man out in this situation. I just, like, I'm I'm at risk of spoiling, I think, by saying anything. Um, Just overall, recommend or not recommend? Yeah, I I, I would recommend you see it. I think that Oz Perkins does a good job of atmosphere, building atmosphere uh, more than anything. Yeah. He's and I like yeah. the way he frame shots. I gave it, I gave it a recommend as well. It, it's it is a slow burn, so go in expecting that. But one thing about this that I will say is it has aged remarkably well in my brain. I think I had <laughs> not a great taste in my mouth coming out when I just watched it like that week. But now looking back, I for some reason like it like a hell of a lot more than I did at the time. I don't know why, <laughs> um, but I guess that might speak to the overall quality of the movie. Yeah, I, I don't know which way. Uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> God damn it. All right, uh, that's a pretty good one. Uh, I wasn't able to watch a feature-length horror film this last week, but I did um, go to that website, uh, shortoftheweek.com. Oh, okay. That website. Yeah, yeah, they, they compile shorts, yeah. Uh, just that, I went to that website. That one on the yeah, internet. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they have a horror movie section, and, and there's a lot of chaff in uh, in horror shorts. There's there's a lot of clunkers. Why would you want to um, be wheat? <laughs> these guys are all chaff. <laughs> uh, but this particular website, I think, does a pretty good job of only featuring ones that are at least worth your time, even if they're not all terrific. So I caught a few recent shorts. The first one I saw was Curve uh, by a guy called Tim Egan. And this one was fucking awesome. It's a super visual uh, short. There's no dialogue at all, I think. Is that the one and, where 
she's like on the slope. Yeah. So that's the one that I sent you. I sent this to you two months ago. We talked about it on this podcast, Jack. Really? I don't remember that. Uh, Oh my God. It was new for me. Really tough. And I thought that was great. It is. It's <laughs> apparently it is we've good, already yes. talked about it, so I won't. Uh, I won't it's dive on, into it's that. It's on too brand much. for him. He just doesn't remember. You have the memory of a goldfish, my friend. <laughs> it's really good for the host of this podcast to be the one <laughs> yeah. that can't remember shit. It's fun for me. I'm sure everything's <laughs> fun for you. Everything's a new adventure for Jack. He always goes in blind. <laughs> Think of it like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the next horror short I watched was one called uh, "The Crossing" by a guy named Arseny. Suhin? I don't know. It's a Russian name. It's a Russian film. I I think I probably did. Um, This one, I think the effects were pretty impressive for what they were trying to do. It's a really good one. It's it's about a woman who gets menaced by something supernatural in a deserted subway station. Um, It's a really good one that's going to like, you're going to think about the next time I'm trying to walk somewhere alone at night. Um, And just get those kind of paranoia vibes. It's it's one to fuel those kind of fears. Yeah, it's pretty good in that way. Okay. Uh, definitely enjoyable. Worth the watch is like seven minutes long or something. The third one was a really different one. Really bizarre. It's called Night of the Slasher uh, by Great someone name. named, uh, yeah, Shant Hamasian. You and that one this too. one, I think I did nail that one. Um, so thank you. <laughs> this one is jumping on board the really meta stuff with Slasher's uh, bandwagon a little bit. It's, it's about a woman who's trying to do all the horror movie sins to get a slasher to come attack her so she can fight back. Sure. So it's it's pretty good. And it does a really good job playing with the uh, the tropes that way. So it was, it was a lot of fun. She final girl. And unexpected in that way. So great. all three worth a watch. Uh, really cool. Uh, especially Curve. It was great. Even twice, apparently. And all of those are on shortoftheweek.com. They're all featured there, but they're all available on Vimeo or YouTube individually. Gotcha. How about Daily Motion? I uh, don't, don't know. Didn't search. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Live leak. Uh, God damn it, Mark. Uh, <laughs> Mark, what's been rocking your horror world over the course of the last week? I have a pretty big one. Um, I watched Uh-oh. it. Com- I watched it comes at night. No. Um. Yeah, I'm really surprised that this hasn't been remade into a porn with that name, but. Um. Do you know that it movie. hasn't? Well, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's hard to prove that something hasn't happened. Um, yeah. This is this is an interesting movie. Again, with this segment, we're not here to spoil things. Um, I, I, it's weird to to talk about this one because, like, I don't think I could say much that would prevent you from going in blind if you are like really diehard. If you haven't seen this yet and you're still super diehard on like going in spoiler free. Uh, I guess skip ahead like two minutes, but I was a little bit disappointed by this one. This is this is what happens. I, I feel like the concept of this movie was they wanted to make as much of a movie as possible without actually having a concept. So it's like a super well-made movie. The acting is preposterously good. The, the shots are beautiful and it's all well executed and the sound design is great and all this other stuff. But it's just like so hamstrung by the script that they have that I, it just kind of is a little lackluster. It lacks the punch, I would say. Uh, that being said, it, it, it was a good movie. I was just expecting it to be great, is, is what I'm going to say. Sure, sure. And this one's still uh, theatrically available, right? Is it? I don't know. I got it on Netflix. You oh, can probably you. watch it for $2 in some theater, Jack. 
Yeah, I'm sure it's at your local Redbox. You can probably rent it on Amazon. I got it on Blu-ray. Um, it is a very pretty movie to watch. Like, I would recommend getting whatever high-def option you have available to you. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd still give it a recommend, but I might just say tone down your so, expectations. Of, uh, yeah, I mean, is this... This is kind of a hard question for you to answer, given the fact that you just watched this and you said you had really high expectations. But is this a movie that you would say is a victim of your expectations more so than it is just a good movie as opposed to a great movie? Can you distinguish what I'm asking or is that difficult? Um, Yeah, I'm not really sure what you're asking. I, I It's just a good well, movie. One is manufactured. That lackluster quality is manufactured in your head because of what you had done to get your hype on, whereas the other is it just wasn't as good of a movie as you were expecting from an objective standpoint. I think I would have the same uh, uh, the same general sense of this one regardless of how I stumbled across it. This just so happened to have been very highly hyped back in July or whenever it came out. Sure. Um and I, I think if this were something that I just found in like the back catalog of Netflix on accident, um, I would come to the same conclusion. It's 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 hard to get into without divulging too much detail, but right. it just it doesn't. The, you kind of get it from the trailer, actually. Like they just <laughs> refuse to show you stuff. <laughs> um, All right, and that sort of is pervasive throughout the movie. Um, Sounds like a recommend still. Yeah, it's definitely still a recommend. Uh, Joel Edgerton is the main guy, and he puts on a phenomenal performance. The rest of the actors and actresses in the movie also do a very good job. Um, really high-caliber dog acting. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, it's it's a super well-made movie. I give it a recommend. Yeah, we've belabored this point. I'm going to move on to the next one, which is Viral. We've, we really belabored that point. Oh, you yeah. watched Viral? I wish, I watched Viral. This was mostly a safety maneuver because I figured one of you two, there was an outside chance. Would have watched chance. the wrong movie. Yeah, that, that one of <laughs> you tried. two would have watched the wrong movie. I tried. Uh, I have actually had this one on my queue to kind of take a pass at for quite a while. Um, and Seriously? I am, reg- yeah, I am regretting taking this long to get to it. It was the surprise of the month so far. I didn't have high expectations for this, and I was sucked right into this one. What? Run us down with a real quick, just like synopsis. What, what's this movie about? Uh, let's call it a modern day zombie movie that focuses on what's happening during like stage zero of the outbreak. This is one of the movies where like you see patient zero and like a lot of the movie, and this is what I liked about it deals with. So it's the, it's about these two sisters, um, and they're holed up in their house and the whole, like much of the movie deals with being quarantined where there's still like healthy people around you. You can like go outside and like look around and stuff, but like slowly but surely things are getting cut off and like you have MREs delivered to your house and you only have 12 of them and you just have to survive essentially. And you liked it. I, it was surprisingly good. The end, uh, there's, this is one of those movies where I'd be surprised if anyone on set had higher than like a high school level science education. Cause there's some science <laughs> shit that they use in this movie that is just bonkers. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, overall, if you're if you're willing to suspend your disbelief a little bit on that, then um, give it a go. All right, that's good stuff. Huh. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Damn, we should review. Jake that is one. surprised. Yeah, we should have. No, well, I tried. Come on. I tried to fuck up into that, but Mark <laughs> demanded virus. <laughs> well, let's get to it then. It's time for the feature presentation. Uh... 
over at adzhorror.com this week, we watched 1999's Virus, starring Billy Baldwin and Jamie Lee Curtis. And Donald Sutherland. And Donald Sutherland. Dothern. Hey, a point for Jack. I've been doing that a lot lately. That was a good fantasy pick. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Mark, this was your hipster pick. Yes. Uh, You had seen this and we had not. Correct. And it's from the 90s, so you were legally required to pick it. Also true, yes. Yeah. Douchebag. <laughs> um, how many times have you seen this movie? Uh, I'm actually pretty sure I've only seen this once, uh, and it was when it came out on VHS shortly after its theatrical release. <laughs> this is one of those movies that um, I frequently think of for some reason, because uh, when I saw it as an 11 or 12-year-old, it scared the pants off me. It's one of those like childhood traumatizing movies. Yeah, okay. definitely. Okay. okay. Well, we'll get into that and so much more in a minute. But first, Mark, this was your pick. Mm-hmm. And that means you have to give us a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. So we're in space on the Mir space station. One of the astronauts looks out the window and there's a cloud of space dust. Jake Thank coming you. straight at them. It's full of sentient lightning that downloads itself onto Mir and then beams itself onto a ship in the Pacific Ocean. Enter Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Sutherland and Billy Baldwin on a scrap vessel that's trying to fight through this typhoon. They they fight their way into the eye. It's calm water. They stumble upon this now derelict Russian tanker that has the virus on it. Uh, they get on board and it's been taken over by alien robots that are bent on downloading the rest of themselves into the world, essentially. Time. I got halfway through. That went poorly. <laughs> it wasn't great. You spent a long time on the cast of the movie. And I do appreciate you, you helping with my beer selection during your 30 seconds, though. That, that takes <laughs> I'm a, a team lot. player. I appreciate it. I'm a team player. I can tell. Uh, uh, also, I'll, fin- I'll finish that up. The malevolent ahead. force has taken over the ship, and it is basically... Uh, it hunts them down and exterminates them until Jamie Lee Curtis rockets herself off of the off of the ship, exploding it and saving humanity. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Well, she doesn't save humanity. The Russian chick. She doesn't saves do humanity. shit. She just rides in a chair. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair point. <laughs> I guess it's that ex Navy SEAL dude, the Richie. Richie's awesome. He's well, he really made the, the escape here. device, but the Russian chick is the one who saves the day. Yeah, sorta. Jesus. Let's let's call it a 50-50 we'll split. Okay. Maybe. Okay. We might not talk about uh, that. Also, I was uh my my takeaway from this movie was that man was the virus, not this thing. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh they and are. I was hoping that this came out before the Matrix and that, that it could claim like some originality there, but this came out so, a year so, okay. after the Matrix. Okay, okay. This movie is is infamously terrible. Right, it's one of Roger Ebert's least favorite movies ever. I don't it know if it's when, if it's well known enough to be infamous. Yeah, it has a nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It lost half its budget; like it, it only made half its budget back, and it um, had a huge budget. Oh, the budget was yeah. big, <laughs> yeah. bonkers! Oh, God, Seventy-five million dollars big, <laughs> and it grossed. Whoa. It grossed. Get this: fourteen Billy. million. Yeah, but this wasn't that bad. I think it's a victim of coming out right around the time of the Matrix and Sphere. And so many better movies. That's probably true. I mean, I don't think I was... I'm not cognizant enough of what was happening at the time. Well, to I, tell think, you I think the failed, panning but... came from it being considered to like be very derivative, not... Of any... Sphere. I mean, this is Sphere, which eh, came out a year before. This it. is not Sphere, dude. What are you talking about? This is... There is a scene that is literally straight out of Sphere. Just because well, they're both on boats. No! Sphere isn't even on a boat. 
there's it water. It kind of is. It's a sunken I, boat. I mean, I heard there. Space. I heard <laughs> things pointed sudden... more towards deep rising. Yes, that's true. Um, another one we should review. Regardless, considered to be derivative. I don't think that it had anything to do with the budget that was spent pretty much exclusively on effects. We'll get to that. And which I think. Oh no, I forgot a thing. Uh, I do want to start talking about what the movie does right, but first, I want to talk about what in the fuck subgenre of horror this movie fits into. That is correct. Yeah. Mark, why don't you hit us with the first choice? Well, see, this is interesting. This is, uh, I'm going to call this Aliens, They Come to Us. Yeah, I can't. I, I think that's inarguable. That. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Really yep. Can't Jake, that. how about you? Um, Sci-fi. This one actually is sci-fi. <laughs> yes. It very much is sci-fi. Yeah. Absolutely. Um... Ooh. There's not a lot else. I it's I almost I'm tempted to call it a doll movie. No, you're not. You're not I'm tempted. Yeah, there's to. that's something. There's something fundamentally Recant wrong. Recant that that's temptation. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. You. T- this is what happens when you take away Jack's out of uh, independent movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> flounders. It's this was an independent movie. Just issue. a really well financed independent movie. The other issue, uh, boys. <laughs> no trees. No houses. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what to do here, guys. I'm out. I got nothing else. Question. Does this also count as an alien we go to them? Is this like an alien we meet in the middle? So you're saying that the the aliens lived near the Mir space station, and that was us going to them? No, I just mean that there's also uh, an aspect of this movie of this other tugboat stumbling upon an already alien-infested area. But they're stumbling upon the ocean in the Earth. I mean, oh my that's, God. <laughs> that's technically true. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just saying, I feel like you're being deliberately obtrusive of this point, so whatever. I'm just going to say it. I, Mark, I think the point of Alien, we go to them, is that we end up on an alien world. A foreign world. All right. It's not a foreign movie, though, Jack. Fine. Don't try to tie that shit in. <laughs> uh, it has a Russian. It has Russian. It has a Maori in it. Foreign, comma, USA, comma, about another country. <laughs> Not even really about well, international crew, waters. This crew really was going back to something we've talked about before. This was like the college diversity recruiting style yeah. recruiting poster <laughs> of casts. It's pretty great. <laughs> God damn it! That's it. That's all it fits into. Yeah, there's there's no, nothing else. Now we can get to what you wanted to talk about, Jack. All right, let's talk about what the movie does right. Mark, you picked this, and you were very excited to pick this. So what does this movie do right? Uh, I don't think the reason I was excited to pick this is what it does right. I, th- that was just because I was excited to revisit <laughs> my childhood trauma. Um, I, let, let's start with the important one. This is an effects movie. This yep. is the, mo- the effects in this movie are phenomenal. Yep. Um, some of them are. All of them are. Most of them are. Anything that doesn't involve lightning is pretty goddamn well, terrific. Okay, so okay. anything so that does involve lightning point. is comically terrible. All right. So to dive into this a little bit, directed by John Bruno, he is an effects guy, and yep. anything that he could do practically looked really good. You can't really yeah. do most of the lightning and space dust and fire type effects on the scale that he had this set up practically. Not to say but they all didn't. I'm saying is that and there actually, were times where they didn't. Even yeah. even then, like on, I don't even know how they did it. I assume it was a miniature. But like when the lightning hits the boat, they actually do basically just have like a Tesla coil thing mounted in. So it's sure. I mean, there it's are a times where they don't. But the so lightning does see. look good. 
Maybe it was any time the- they couldn't use that miniature. I guess they actually did fuck up a big boat there at the end. Yeah. Um, but there were times where they couldn't go with practical, and you could tell because it was 1999. Yes. yes. So. Yeah. But for the most part, the the all of the terrifying robots look fucking incredible. As does all the gore. Um, yep. As does the half gore, half robots. It all looks amazing. Yep. It's great. Yeah. Can't Jake, confirm. What else does the movie do right? I mean, I kind of just want to keep talking about the effects, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. Say more about the effects. I. The I really liked use how, of smoke machine. Yeah, I really liked how the implementation of these like cyborgs was handled. Um, the people and their gore mixed with mechanisms was tremendous, and there was such an attention to. I'll, I'll call this attention to detail. How about that? Most of what you saw with these whatever life forms as they started to be revealed over the course of the movie was extremely intricate. And there were a couple times where I'd like paused, rewound, paused, paused, paused as it went forward, just so I could like watch it more slowly. And it was impressive. I got to tell you, and I guess I'll roll this into another one. So I might be stealing yours, Jack. I think by and large, the sets were really well handled. Um, Yeah. They had a boat at their disposal. You need to have that to be able to lend some, Amount of I think you'll find it's called this. a ship at that size. Okay, it's called a ship. He was, he was talking about the tugboat, Jack. Jack, they're on a fucking boat. <laughs> motherfucker, don't you ever forget. I'm not going to. I'm on a boat, motherfucker, don't you ever forget. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, sets and I'll call it attention to detail. That's kind of two for one, but if you want to elaborate on that, feel free. So a little sure, bit with sure. what you're saying, Jake. I'm I'm actually a little surprised this didn't come up during the uh, the categories, the subgenres. Uh, does this count as a monster movie? This is kind of um, an overlapping monster and alien movie. Yeah, I mean, because mm. the reveal is handled in a very interesting and like intentional sure. way. Sure, it is. Um, First with the little bee robot, then getting bigger and badder robots, and also the silhouette. They have a lot of silhouettes, dudes with Uzis. <laughs> <laughs> this Russian boat was loaded up with so much weaponry. Oh my yeah, god. well, you know. It's called a ship, Jack. <laughs> Ships have weapons. The first time I saw fucking, like, Sputnik Bot 4000, I almost pissed myself. It was amazing. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring uh, yeah, to. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, in real when life? they turn around when they're looking for Squeak... <laughs> And it's just like humanoid Russian gore bot that's like oh Sergey or Alexi Alexi that was his name his name is Sputnik Bot Four Thousand Mark okay and he has feelings <laughs> well does he I don't think he does he does until they <laughs> his feelings are rage and murder yeah and then they beat his head in and then he ceases to have feelings it was fucking amazing like I my jaw dropped I was not expecting anything remotely that cool in this movie so cheers to that. So it was a good yeah, choice, is what great. I'm getting. It was like the perfect choice. Uh, You're welcome. Hey, pump the brakes there, okay, bud? <laughs> we haven't gotten to the second segment We'll get yet. to all that shit. So that sort of puts a pin in that. Jack, uh, what do you have? What do you? What did this... What fancy did I, this tickle? Uh, I think the concept of this movie is really cool. Um, on the one hand, <laughs> I... I, I <laughs> 
I like that, first off, they're able to remove all these people's resources very believably and all the fucking way, right? They're stuck on this little tugboat out in the middle of the goddamn ocean. And I like not only that, boats. there's a... The tugboats are awesome. There is a motherfucking typhoon uh, that they're just in the eye of the storm. So they got uh, like a couple hours to save that. Although that ends up being like a day and a half, I think, maybe. Um, But then they find this other boat that maybe is their salvation, but ends up being full of killer robots and aliens. So it's it's like a really good, weird concept, but a a good isolation and, and reduction of resources concept. And I like that. I mean, I guess that part's true. I just, I find the whole idea of, like, this movie essentially is possible because at the time, I feel like no one was aware of how electronics or computers or robots or the internet worked. Or electricity, <laughs> for that matter. Just electricity at all. They, the, the, the the Maori guy. Um, Kiko. T- T- what's his name? I think it's Kiko. It is. I don't think it's Kiko. I'm pretty sure it's Kiko. I don't oh, think it's Kiko. Hiko with an H. Hiko. It's basically um, the same. He says, do you know what happens when electricity touches water? And then he says it it dies. Which does no, the opposite. Doesn't. It's, well, it doesn't do exactly the opposite. It just wrong. disperses. Well, yeah, but it doesn't disappear. It doesn't go away. Growth. Spatial and growth. Uh, also, this is sentient lightning that was able to float around through the vacuum of space at will. It should have no problem floating around through the non-vacuum of water. You're not a physicist, Jack. Yeah, don't give me uh, that Indeed, shit. I'm not. Fucking sitting here <laughs> talking like this. <laughs> Tur- turns I don't out care for your right. flippant remarks, Jack. Well, oh my god. Turns out it's, it's, weakness, it's weakness wasn't water, it was explosion. <laughs> well, and water. The explosion was just a means to an end to get to the water. You just oh, had okay. to throw fire w- at it with a bomb. Yeah. Mark, what else did the movie do right? Uh, I mean, we've hit the big <laughs> ones. <laughs> uh, I will say one thing that is... Uh, I, I One of the reasons I love movies from this era was because a lot of times they still hadn't figured out like how to make companion video games. So I did do a deep dive on this. Uh, there is a companion video game. For this movie, called Virus, um, colon, for PlayStation? it is aware. Yeah. Uh, Mark, spoiler alert, there are also a series of uh, action figures uh, for this movie that I oh, bought really? you and was going to give you as a Christmas present. Oh my god. That would be the best. <laughs> I, I want bought Alexi. them on Amazon.com. Wait, so now you're not going to give them to him as a Christmas present? Uh, I'm going to give them to him, just maybe not as a Christmas present. No. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say they're so awesome, you're, you've decided to keep yeah, them. Yeah, they're just his now. <laughs> They look pretty awesome in these mm. terrible... These pictures look like they were shot with, like, an old Motorola Razor flip phone. They probably were. <laughs> it was probably yeah. a burner, be real. I think the flip... <laughs> I think the Razor actually came out after this movie did, so... Oh, significantly after. <laughs> yeah, pre, pre-Razor pre But that doesn't change the pictures taken of the action figures. You know what it might be? This might be taken on, like, one of the original uh, digital cameras that had, like, a one megapixel sensor. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm anticipating. Uh, um, so, so a thing this movie did right was produce an absurd PlayStation One game. Uh, I didn't know where else to fit that into our conversation. I just wanted to make sure it was said. Here's one that I will stand by. <laughs> That's important information. <laughs> um, this is uh, it, dude. The the pixelated title card that's on the screen for like one second. One of the best things about this movie. And it's the first thing you see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it? I think it's after the lightning scene, isn't it? Mm, no. Maybe not. I don't know. But yeah, the green and black VHS, like whatever, 200 pixel. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was, that was so good. the first thing I saw. 
That's a nostalgia bomb right there. Okay. Like oh all God. of Congo is for me. Yes. Yeah. I like similar this movie. experiences. I had so much more fun with this movie than I did with Congo. Yeah. There's that's wrong. Debatable. It's <laughs> <laughs> morally wrong, Jack. Do you, either of you guys have anything to? There's uh, no one to eat the sesame cake in this movie. <laughs> do either of you guys have anything else this movie did right? Oh goodness, no. Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, this is one more. This is more of a personal thing, but a bit oh. of a peek behind the curtain as to who I am as a person. The first shot of the it's about Vol- to get dark. People. It's called the Volkov, right? The Russian ship. Yeah. The first yeah, shot yeah. where it comes out of the mist and you see it just kind of sitting there in the Dead Sea is actually really cool, and I thought it was really creepy. And this reminded me of a fear that I have that, like, I just didn't remember, which is ghost ships. Um, Ghost ships are creepy, man. Just abandoned ships sitting in water is really fucking creepy to me. That goes along with the concept, I think, and I totally agree. Um, And this, like, when I saw that for some reason, it's not related at all in the way it looks, but it, it reminded me of that fear. And I think I remembered where I got that fear from. Uh, my grandma is a bit of a painter and there was a there was a painting hanging up in their basement the entire time that i was growing up which was a ghost ship that she had painted and it's like it was you know an old school wooden ship with masts and it was in a setting that made it look like it had run aground on ice in the arctic and it was just sitting there in like a dark background area with icebergs and there were like ice hanging off the masts and stuff and it was all torn up creepy as fuck and i think that's where i developed that fear and this brought it out again pretty cool anyway Jake? really good shot yes did uh did you ever like stare at that painting long enough to realize that there was a figure in the mast looking out a window and then like the longer you stared at the painting the more you realized that that figure looked like you and then all of a sudden you looked around and you were inside the ghost ship did that ever happen to you <laughs> a couple times oh i always found that a way makes back a lot out, more though. sense as to why you're afraid of it then yeah i always found a way back out though <laughs> You just like blink, or you'd wake up all of a sudden. No, like one time I ate a bunch of marshmallows. <laughs> I can't remember. The what other time. is that a reference to something? No, man. This, this is, is just Jake's buddy. being bad at improv. <laughs> well, yes, and Mar- yes, <laughs> and I ate marshmallows. Well, and <laughs> on my what? ghost ship, there's a lot of extra Swiss Miss left over because everyone had died. Swiss Miss isn't marshmallows, you dumbass. <laughs> Swiss Miss Some of it has marshmallows in it, Jake. Fuck yeah, that, man. I don't, you don't drink, dude. If you drink the Swiss Miss with marshmallows, you're a fucking savage. I'm not even gonna have that conversation. What are you talking now. about? No. It comes with marshmallows. Nah, they it. make That's it without. That's the whole point. You buy the ones that have marshmallows in it. No, you pull those out, then, Maddie. You just don't. Then do why? It. Then They're why too wouldn't small you just to pull out first off? Get them out. Of why there. would are you, you sifting the spoon? Them Jake, out. Jake, this is important there. to me. This is important to me. Why would you not just buy the one that doesn't have marshmallows? That's in what it? I'm fucking saying. And then Jack said no, that they don't sell those. And I'm saying yes, they do. No, I did not. I never said that. I never You're bought You're just those. erecting straw men over there. No, there's no straw man in this conversation. Okay. There are straw Don't, men that hate okay. marshmallows. Firm A to Z horror stance against Swiss Miss with marshmallows. Done. Whoa! I don't know if I can co-sign that, but... Yes, yeah, you no. can. Veto. Done it. Veto. Patented. <laughs> wow. All right. Man. So, how about that? what the fuck does this movie do wrong? This is a longer list. <laughs> is Mark? It? Um... I'll I'll nitpick one real quick. This has some like really bananas foley art. They fa- they recorded like three sounds and they used them ad infinitum. That like screech scream that they first hear when the electricity is running through the cabin comes oh. back sixty or seventy times. And it's it good also the first sounded time. 
really bad on my speakers, like really bad. Uh, the other one is the sound of the Uzi. <laughs> so many, so many robots with Uzis. The, it's so. It sounds like it a mixed. It, it's like a laser. For you. It's twice as loud as the dialogue. And, and it sounds like a laser. It's like a. Zzz. That's what it sounds like. That's not what an Uzi sounds like. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> That's a weird first choice. Yeah. Well, you know, let's start with a very bit. impulsive. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. I think apart from Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, and Donald Sutherland, the acting is is not great a- in this movie. Wait, apart from Donald great. Sutherland, I think he does a great job. Do you really? I loved his performance. He I was really did. Trash, dude. <laughs> Are you fucking? Um, it worked for me. At least this wasn't stilted. There's a line in this between Billy Baldwin and the expendable guy they sent down to look at the Sweet. the hole in their hull. That's hard to say. Squeak. And the following exchange occurs. Squeak. How is it? It's bad. Define bad. We're sinking. That's bad. It's, it's, it's that's so, great. That dude, is a great no, line. I think you're getting at one of the ones that I had. I had a note here about how Squeak's line in response to the tugboat going down was, quote, that sucks. <laughs> and it was monotone just like that. I think that's bad. This yeah, movie, maybe he said that's this. Sucks. I'm piggybacking right off you because... This movie was littered with really awkward, crazy dialogue. And <laughs> to go back to your boy Don, Donnie Sutherland and Billy Baldwin, there was an exchange between them. Oh, yep. Like at the start I know of the exactly. movie. Yep. Where I know Billy where goes, let me tell you something. <laughs> you put a gun to my face again, <laughs> and he just stops. And he turns around. Sutherland's like, then what? And Billy's response is, you After he out. waits three or four seconds, <laughs> I actually kind of like that. Anything. I actually kind of <laughs> like that because it's a window into into Billy Baldwin's character of not being particularly witty or violent. <laughs> he didn't have an end horrible. to that. Scene. Let me tell you <laughs> yeah. something, and then he proceeds to not tell him a goddamn thing. So my issue with <laughs> my issue with Donald Sutherland was that he was more or less absurd. Like I'm not saying he did a bad job of being an actor because clearly that's not really possible with a guy of his stature, but. Dude, it was a he's, weird he's character. Acting. That's that's what I was gonna say. I actually feel like his acting performance was great, uh, but it was within the confines of a completely absurdly written like, character. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and we, another problem with his character, he has a fucking crystal decanter on a yeah. tugboat. Oh yeah. Just have the whiskey in the bottle. It'll be fine, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, it'll be okay. He doesn't Nobody have to thinks you're classy. anybody. Yeah, it's a fucking tugboat. Yeah. Get out of here with your. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was in like Deadliest Catch or whatever? Like he's just a tugboat captain on a, on a. And then he closes himself off in his quarters and pulls out a, <laughs> pulls crystal, out a crystal decanter. decanter. Yeah, <laughs> really keeps that facade going. <laughs> the other thing, so we haven't touched on this yet. Uh, he turns into Mecha Donald Sutherland. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yes, he does. He gets roboticized. Well, ha- most mostly Russian. It's just his head. Uh, and his torso, I think his torso. No, it's, it's the, the torso of the Russian has the star on it. Or star, oh, okay. whatever. Yeah, so they just pop his head off and pop it on a new body, and he turns into a robot. Yes. Exactly. Because logic. I just wanted... Is that it? Yeah. No, that, that was basically... That's something it. the movie does right. What are you talking about? That is about? what it does right. He looks fantastic. Well, then we blew by it, and we should have mentioned it Okay, as... so you take a step back, and you fix your wrongs. You just did it. Good job. Yay! Apparently, it took like <laughs> eons for him to go through makeup for that thing. By the way, yeah. So he he I insisted that they do all of his scenes at once, so he didn't have to go through it multiple <laughs> times. Well, that's awesome. 
Oh shit. I don't blame him. Um I I don't understand the alien in this fucking movie at all. It's sentient lightning at the beginning. Yes. As sentient lightning, it just flies through the space station and kills everybody as lightning. As what? Mm-hmm. Space dust. As it's lightning. As what? But space lightning. dust. No, Jack. Yes, buddy. As what? Sentient lightning. You're it so- was all. It was space dust earlier. Give me something. It was space dust earlier. Okay. Okay. Then it became sentient lightning. Okay. I got you, buddy. Okay. I got you. Okay. And then when it got to the ship, it decided. Fuck all this lightning killing people instantly business. Yep. I'm going to build a bunch of really slow robots that are really hesitant and to kill anyone. It just wants to workshop some shit, bud. <laughs> How lucky is it that it landed on this boat and oh, not so like lucky. a cruise ship? So lucky. <laughs> like it, it just that. happens to land on the only fucking boat in the world that has 17 robotics laboratories and all of the things necessary to have a fully automated killing machine factory. What was this boat doing? Science. It was doing science. And, and war. Yes. Yeah, it's like a half science vessel, half warship. I mean, yeah. typically the two do converge, Jack. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point of science is to do war. Mark, you is do that science the uh, so that experience you you've had so you can do science. in the lab on a ship where you work? I didn't hear any of that because I was busy cross-talking. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mark, is that the experience you've had in the lab on a ship where you work? Uh, yeah, I'm the frog on the log in the frequently. hole in the bottom of the sea in the lab on the boat. What? Wow. <laughs> what words did you say? Jesus Christ. That's that's going to be our outro music, right? Frog on a log in the hole in the bottom of the sea? No. Oh, okay. Mostly because they don't get anywhere near the bottom of the sea. No. Decidedly they on get, top. Hiko gets under the sea. Why does Hiko think that electricity dies when it touches water? We've already touched is, on that. Is this the subtle racism of lowered expectations? No. I mean, he he is right to a certain extent, actually. Like, if you're... He's not, though. It... Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go away. No, it dissipates in you, like, immediate. Like, you can be just a... Kind of depends on how shallow and stuff it is. But a giant lightning bolt. If a, if a lightning bolt hits the, the water and you're within about 20 feet of it, I'm fairly certain you're fine as long as you're not on the surface because it will have a skin effect. But they're, they're, they're not fighting one giant lightning bolt. Well, and even I mean, if they were, I mean, to his, ben, to his credit, he doesn't have the benefit of knowing that it could float around as a lightning bolt in space wherever it wanted. Yeah, so he's just making some assumptions based on his high scientific knowledge and he knows that as long as you avoid the skin effect it does the voltage dissipates quickly Jack. <laughs> so i actually liked his performance a fair little bit i like cliff curtis as an actor and I, I think it's cool that he's an actual maori actor which is neat yeah definitely uh you know what you know what i feel like is super appropriate right now what's that a lightning round hey hey <laughs> Okay, here we go, Jack. You ready for this? I think so. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Top notch. William Baldwin. Billy. Oh my god, I fuck. You're fucking Billy Baldwin, aren't you? It's bad. It's the same thing he does every movie. D. Suth, the big Donald Sutherland. Uh, I think he served his role very well, absurd though it may have been. Okay. <laughs> Sherman Augustus, the Navy Richie. SEAL guy. Yeah. Oh. 
pretty poor. Okay. Uh, Nadia. Joanna Pecula. Okay. A little over the top. Really? Okay. A little we'll come over back the to top. that one in a minute. Uh, Cliff Curtis. <laughs> uh, I like Cliff Curtis a lot. Great. Okay. Uh, Squeak. Julio Oscar Machoso. Squeak was actually pretty good, except for uh, except Are for some some that key terrible All lines. Of his lines. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was in the movie some, for like ten minutes. Lines. All right. Continue. Wow. Okay. Marshall yeah, Bell. He's name. the last guy. That he's like the pilot. I guess. I don't know. Chestburster guy. Woods. I don't remember him. <laughs> All right. Forgettable. There you go. <laughs> this concludes lightning round. Nailed it. Okay, so let's take a second to talk about Nadia. She <laughs> speaks Russian, technically, but apparently uh, in the Russian version of this movie, they had to Doesn't. re-record all of her dialogue because she speaks Russian so terribly. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Would you like to revisit how uh, your, your rating of her in the lightning round? Look, as a racist stereotype of a Russian person, I thought she did a perfectly fine job. <laughs> okay. Honestly, though, as an American, can you really tell that much of a difference between like a Polish person no, playing I, a Russian and a Russian playing a Russian? I can't. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I can tell that it was goddamn stupidly absurd when the engineer is looking at a touchscreen that has an American flag on it and says, Nadia, I need help. I can't make it say English. I know. It's like, are you blind as well? <laughs> you fucking idiot. Maybe he doesn't know what flags are. You yeah, know? I'm sure he never learned that oh, in Navy fuck. SEAL school. The flag of his own fucking country. <laughs> Jesus Seems Christ. likely to me. They don't seems... teach you that. They're teaching you how to not die from hypothermia. Exactly. It seems highly possible. Okay. Whatever. She doesn't um, do great. What else? No. But look, she's over the top. Okay. But I kind of liked it. I was trying to save you from the dead air of your own doing, Jack. <sighs> Host. <laughs> Fearless leader. <laughs> that's uh, that's a rough one. That's a rough one. Uh, Jake, what else does the movie do wrong? Oh, so you're just going to throw it to me. <laughs> right um, to you. I mean, I don't think that it... I don't think this movie is paced extraordinarily well. <laughs> no, it yeah, is not. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, yeah, the, the rises and falls happen at very strange times. Um, I think that that's probably due to the action influences this movie definitely has, but it couldn't, I, I could not gather. And it's interesting what you said earlier, Mark, where this has some of the hallmarks of a monster movie, but they're kind of done in an off kilter and on steroids way, which I don't think necessarily helps the movie. And you get to a point where I think they realize that the runtime was such that, or I don't know what happened in post when they were cutting, but all of a sudden, people just start flying out of the movie, like death, 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 death. Um, and it took quite a while for it to happen, whereas I think that in some better-paced movies, you would get kill after methodically-placed kill after methodically-placed kill, and it would ebb and flow in that way. Maybe you disagree. I'm going to expand on that. Because they spend a long time on the tugboat and the sinking of the tugboat that I think could all be cut down significantly. I think the sinking of the tugboat counts as the death of another character. Think about it. The tugboat is basically a character. The tugboat is my favorite character. Jack, how did the tugboat act? Best in the movie. Exactly. <laughs> it's a shame. So I'm going to expand on this point uh, just a little bit here because one of the other things that this movie does wrong is in a movie about vindictive alien murder robots, 
one person is killed by a vindictive alien murder robot. This is my no. point about it choosing not to be lightning that can instantly kill a lot of people. It's so bad at killing. What do you mean one person is? I feel like uh, so. I mean, if you don't are. count, if you don't count Donald Sutherland because he gets thermite grenaded by his own crew, you just have no. Woods. But he's already dead, dude. His well, head but that was voluntary. That was voluntary. He volunteered to die. What about Squeak? Squeak just disappears. You don't ever see what happens. He to comes Squeak. back. He as becomes a, a robot. Yeah, he comes back as a robot, and then there's the chest bursty scene, and then he just leaves. Like he's just hanging out somewhere. No, else. and then he gets shot. Squeak, dude. At the Does point, he? okay. So, question for you: At the point where they become cyborgs, are they or are they not already dead? Ah, uh, they're sort of dead. They're, they're mostly dead. dead. Okay, so Jack so Splicing, so- Splicing, Splicing, Princess Bride. <laughs> I demand it. Look who knows so much, huh? Well, it just so happens that your friend here is only mostly dead. Put it in the show sheet, Dick. <laughs> Um, I, I don't really think you can count them as being, I, okay, fine. So we can break this down a little bit differently. Three. One guy is outright murdered by robots. Two are roboticized. The rest of the crew are impaled Die. or swept away into the ocean or live or live. So this, uh, alien race is pretty much just the Cybermen from Doctor Who. Like, almost exactly. Jack. You're going to have to elaborate on that for those of us who don't watch Doctor Who, buddy. <laughs> it's also it's also the Borg, for the record. But, I mean, Jack, how many times are you going to make a Doctor Who reference and expect us to, like, yes and you? Neither of us know have anything. We have I no knowledge of Doctor Who. that my terrific references to it would get you guys to start watching it. No. Would it? It might. <laughs> it won't. <laughs> uh, in any case, the Cybermen are, are uh, a race of technologically focused aliens that want to improve everything and become perfect beings. They're a little bit less one consciousness than this thing is, but not totally not one consciousness either. So how do they differ from the Borg? Uh, I'm not that familiar with the Borg, but I don't really think they do. Oh, okay. Well, these are the Borg. They made a movie about the Borg and they stripped all the Star Trek out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Cybermen might have predated the Borg, though. I don't think that's right at all. Doctor Who's been on a long time. Star Trek? Doctor Who's been on a long time. No. Bet. I smell a bet. Oh, bet. yeah. This is bet. a good bet. This is bet. a good bet because I honestly don't know. I'm taking bet. Star Trek. I'm yes. backing Star bet. Trek. In my club, I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I please. Oh, oh, that's it. Gambling. <laughs> I'm, I'm Doctor Who started Wait, earlier. I'm looking it up. You're saying Doctor Who started before Star Trek? Yes. That's the okay. first episode of Doctor Who aired before the first episode of Star Trek. None that you is the look bet. This up. Let me just be the one to lay this hammer down. Okay. Okay. Okay, we've got the answer. Jack wins. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sucker. I'm telling you, it's Doctor a Who show, premiered 1963, November 23rd. Star Trek, September 8th, 1966. Damn! Blammo! Wow! Don't watch those old Doctor Whos, they're depressing. I would make that bet again. <laughs> well, I'll do it. <laughs> Offered. Oh, what's he watching, Jack? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Double Mark? or Nothing? This isn't fair, this isn't fair. Jack always just picks garbage movies that aren't fun to talk about. Yeah, he doesn't well, pick like I do, like a champion. The Manitou yeah, was a champion pick. I did not like watching The Manitou. Dude, but it was a good bet pick. Oh my goodness gracious. Um... <laughs> 
Mark, I, I went back exactly one year to our HRR okay. from a year ago. And I, I chose your bottom one. Of course, of course you did. You did. Um, I chose anti-birth. Oh, uh, Now, Mark, no. if I may read your thoughts on this particular movie. Oh, uh, This God. looks impressively bad. Oh, period. God. You're... Like, just awful. Period. Your face The filmmakers should sad. have aborted the process in the early stages. I guess it's basically Rosemary's Baby, but self-inflicted by drug abuse and general misuse of a microwave. Hey, at least it's not a possession flick. So you got that going for you, which is nice. I hate you so much. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to watch a possession <laughs> flick. I don't have to watch possession flick. Mark, just okay. get really loaded and watch it. Like, get, like, really loaded but pre-10 a.m. loaded. Like, that special kind of load. And then watch it on a weekend. <laughs> that special, special kind, kind of load. load. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Just Done. fucking do it. Okay, good. Okay, let's keep moving. We are in the weeds. We're not even in the weeds. We wish we knew what the Mark, weeds that's the like. only reason this podcast exists, to get in the weeds. You really got to deal with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We should get back to the weeds. <laughs> oh, good. We've ventured so far into the weeds, we are no longer in the weeds. It's all weeds. What do we turn oh, weeds Christ. in the Sahara? Oh, my God. Did this movie do anything else of note that is wrong? No. Um, okay. I mean, some of the, some some more nitpicky stuff, right? The monochrome CRT monitor... Oh, suddenly Jesus then Christ. plays He's the black and white snow of the HUD. This is the HUD. It's not the HUD. Basically. That's not the Fantasy reason thing. you have green and black old monitors like that is because they can display two colors, green or black. But this one, as soon as the, the fucking alien gets out of it, is like the, the old can't find a channel black and white snow screen. When white is not a color, this television could display monitor. I am mm-hmm. taking a point of the fantasy things for that. I'm usurping it. It's mine now. As what? One of my co- one of it. mine was Jack quibbling with HUD displays, but whatever. I'm expanding it slightly to include that point. Oh, you dick! I don't think that counts. It counts. <laughs> it's it's worth a hundred on our completely arbitrary scale. Um. Also, the explosion at the end of the fucking rocket propelled grenade. That flies inches from Jamie Lee Curtis's body and explodes a foot away from her body, does exactly zero damage to her. Yeah, so I have a new thing to talk about that this movie does wrong. Can we discuss the um, the effectiveness of the contraption, let's call it, of escape that was contrived? <laughs> it's amazing. So there's a rocket engine. With absolutely no rocketry attached to it. It's it's Nothing. rockets and no, like, fins or tails or whatever. Uh, it goes in a straight a, direction, no On problem. a bungee cord that goes out of the ship, through a, another hole, back and connects to... This is a giant fucking rocket engine, connects to a chair. So yes. So when, when Billy Baldwin and Jamie Lee Curtis are sucked out via rocket engine... Well, well that, you're, you're not quite right about that. Jamie Lee Curtis is on the device that has the rocket. Billy Baldwin hung back and then grabbed onto the other piece of it. Mm, no. That's not even a little right. Were they both on the same they were both she, a, No, she, she reached him. out and, like, bear-hugged him. Yeah. Oh. So, Did I'm just saying... Did you this movie, Jack? There's, <laughs> no. There's, there's two things... Well, there's actually really only one thing that happens, but there's two things that happen. Either there's slack in the line and it, like, is a little bit springy and they don't immediately shatter their spinal columns, but they're flying around in the air. <laughs> like... <laughs> Fucking wizards. 
Uh, or there's, or it's like a chain, <laughs> and there's no slack. <laughs> there's no slack whatsoever. And as soon as they take off, their spinal columns are obliterated, and they die anyway. Doesn't matter because this. It's, since it's a rocket engine with no goddamn like it's telemetry, the least aerodynamic it, thing you could possibly make. They're just gonna shoot off until they're dead. Like they're just they're dead. <laughs> That's not, not going to work. They shoot off. Instead, what happens is they shoot off into the biggest wave I've ever seen since the perfect storm. <laughs> and then it smash cuts to like perfectly calm blue skies. No waves whatsoever. Yeah. They rocketed clean out of the typhoon. But they didn't. You shows them hitting the water in the giant wave. And then they're both looking up at this wave like, uh-oh. And then smash cut to no wave and we're laying on debris. That right was the, next to it was the right outer next edge. to Hito. No, he, that's a Hito. dream, though. That's a dream, though. Unclear how no, much of that's, that was a dream. No, dude, that's it's, it's that's a clearly Friday a dream. The 13th style. It's very thing. clear. The the skies are still blue because apparently they were out hanging out on that piece of driftwood all night long, all night. All night long. Wow, and that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, the the waves still went away, and they shouldn't have gone away. Yeah. So the escape clause of the movie is uh, not. Not good. I'm also very confident that this alien can maneuver around in water freely, as it could in the vacuum of space. Well, so Jack. The world is fucked. Let's start a letter writing campaign to make Virus 2. <laughs> 18 years later. <laughs> Who do we write letters to? Uh, the movies. You write Jamie Lee Curtis, probably. <laughs> Dear Jesus Mrs. Curtis. Christ. We loved you in Virus. Please make number two. Sincerely us. Sincerely us. I'm not putting my name on that shit. Are you kidding me? Motherfucker, Mark. <laughs> should we get to ratings? We should get somewhere. <laughs> Come on and sing along. All night long. We over at A to Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how David Cross would rate watching television. I don't watch television. I don't even own a television. Notice I didn't say TV. TV is a nickname and nicknames are for friends and television is no friend of mine. <laughs> and for 10, think of how Tim Taylor would rate increasing the amount of power. What do we need? More power! Right, right, more power. Stories, the first category in which we rate these movies. Mark, this was your pick. Rate it for story. I'm going to go with a four. I like what you said, Jack. This uh, is an interesting concept about, of just like kind of nautical horror. It's not really a whole lot of stuff that we've touched on in this website so far with nautical horror outside of Bermuda Triangle. Hey, um, the best movie feature. ever. <laughs> um, and just <laughs> sort of being Bermuda trapped. Triangle, the, back to back. The concept of being trapped between a typhoon and a vindictive, murderous killer alien robot. Is, is a pretty good one, but outside of that, there's quite a few places where this just falls short, and beyond that, it's it's sort of unforgivable that two of them end up robots, which is just reusing, reusing a death. One is killed by a robot, and everyone else is just killed by other stuff. Like, <laughs> what? You can't make a monster movie and only have one person be killed by the monster. That's That's absurd. <laughs> well, Mark, it's not uh, a monster movie. Well, I gave it a five. 
Uh, Mark, I agree with you. I think I'm giving it a little more credit for the premise it sets up, but it's absurd and not that well executed. More props for just the uh, the, the the situation it eventually lays out than how it got there. Jake? Um, I'm also going to give it a four. I, I agree with what Mark said. I The only thing I will add is, like, there's a lot of shit going on here. Like space dust alien comes to us and beams itself down to earth and then you've we got this independent party of people who are in a typhoon and they end up in the eye of this typhoon and then all hell breaks loose on this ship in the eye of a typhoon like what the fuck is that it's yeah, crazy but you know what i like it's they don't crazy. worry too much about the space dust alien there's like and this is a thing and it take over all the computers but from a don't story worry about it look at this cool b that is what happened and that is <laughs> yeah. a large amount of stuff. <laughs> it's it's basically impossible to fit into a 30-second plot synopsis. Yeah. Just to piggyback on that. Yeah, no one could have done it, Mark. Thank you. That's all I ever asked for. World building and immersion. Mark, what's your world building and immersion score? I gave it a five. It's right down the middle. It is. What? I, I, I need, like, <laughs> I think I can't watch ability, like, how good the film actually looks. Heavily, a lot more heavily in this category than you guys do. Yeah, he doesn't cause... count world building at all. For him, it's watchability and immersion. <laughs> <laughs> Are you knocking it for world building? The world yes. is. I mean, you could actually argue that the world building is pretty good on this because they shot no. the whole thing on a freaking boat. So it's I actually will tell like you, a that's really the only well place it's getting world. points for me. Spoilers for my review. Ooh. Um, Ooh. It's got it's got good acting, albeit nonsensical characters uh i think the biggest issue like you said i think it was jack is the pacing that's i mean that's the big thing that, that takes me. you out of it is there's okay jake whatever i had a 50 percent chance it's there's like these weird <laughs> peaks and valleys and it's kind of hard to like hold on to the thing when you're worried about hiko getting sucked out by a typhoon when you're actually worried about aliens that are yeah. imprisoned in murderous robots yeah okay here's the thing about you saying it has good acting mark some good acting plus a lot of bad acting does not it does it's not like a scalable thing. One good actor amidst a bunch of bad actors is still just terrible acting. It almost makes it more noticeable how bad the acting is when one person's doing a good job. So that does not help the immersion whatsoever. Good thing in my it wasn't book. one person doing a good job then. Yeah, you have the tugboat. People. The tugboat was really good. Three people. <laughs> uh, I gave it a three. The only place it's getting points for me is in the world building side of things. I think it's uh, they do a good job of making it seem hopeless out there in the open seas. There's a typhoon all around you until they just get rid of that typhoon at the end of it because reasons. <laughs> just uh, it's gone now. <laughs> yeah. They rocketed themselves out, Jack. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's a three. Uh, it's this is not an immersive film whatsoever. And the second you start to think it is, Billy Baldwin says something and, and brings you right back out. Hmm. I like Jake Baldwin. I'm also giving it a three, but I don't think from a world building standpoint, I don't think that it feels like the danger that they are in when they get into the eye of the storm. It's almost like a done deal and they forget it. Like you don't even a large part of this movie that is like off the table. And I don't feel like it's presented as an adequate threat of being like we're fucked in here and we are fucked out there. Uh, they could have sure. done a lot better job with that, and I think it was a missed opportunity. So that's why it is a low score for me, and it's three. Acting. What aside, are you giving it points for? 
what am I giving it points for? Yeah. I do think I do think that in terms like Mark had kind of said, uh, in terms of it being placed on a ship, that is a substantive world that they are playing within for most of the movie. And that does deserve points, especially because it was real. I just don't want to. Tr- I try not to double dip with effects, which I'll get to. Part okay. of that is literally the world, though. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, scare factor, Mark. What's your scare factor score here? Uh, this is a three, which is which is hard for me because this like scarred me as a child. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you can never I, go back, man. I it's remember okay. having nightmares of the of the jump scare at the end. The Hiko is actually a robot thing, um, which. So actually, let's let's digest that for a second. I oh. always thought Hiko was supposed to be a robot at the end. I'm pretty sure when she pulls his hair back, he's just like severely there's no, burned. There's nothing robotic. He's just a zombie. Yeah, he's just burned. So I always so the, the scary part of this movie was the part that I made made up. <laughs> <It's> great. <laughs> well, that um, seems about right for you. Yeah. Aside from that, uh, this isn't a particularly scary movie. There are some like really great shots. Uh, I mean, Jake, you specifically said that like that first scene, the first reveal of of robot russian guy is very well handled and like you get this you actually get a pretty solid build up to what's going on on this ship but outside of that and potentially some thalassophobia ghost ship fears mm, not much here sure Uh, i give it the same score for largely the same reasons um for me it the concept is is scary as well you're hopeless you're i mean even if you win you're on a fucking boat with nowhere to go like you're done um and then also some of the jump scares I thought were pretty effective, specifically the first one with the robot B thing that's starting to jump out at them. That one kind of made me jump a little bit. So there's some decent jump scares. There's some decent not jump scares, but it is not a scary movie. It's a three. Jake? Sure. Same same score, same reason. All right. It's efficient. Effects or judicious lack thereof. This is the big one. Mark? Sneaky? Well, I mean, going in, I wasn't expecting the sneaky good effects in this movie. I... They're pretty subtle. <laughs> I, 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 it's a nine and I want to go higher, but I have to knock it for, um, there's a scene or two where there's 1990 CG that's mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. and the incredible over usage of some of the Foley art. I don't even know if it's Foley art. It's just like sound bites that they reused. Sure. Sucks. Um, yeah. But outside of that, this movie looks, this is a fucking steamroller of good practical effects. It's awesome. I wanted this, I wanted to give this a 10. I really did. Yeah. I got to tell you, I gave it an eight. Uh, I was blown the fuck away. You guys. Uh, um, I came into this being pissed off that I had to watch this because uh, you made us watch this, Mark. Um, but, you know, I was I was going in with an open mind, too. I was ready to have a good time. And I had a fucking blast. <laughs> and most of that is the practical effects. Well, Mark, well, the- here's the thing. I went in with an open mind. And then that conversation between Billy Baldwin and Donald Sutherland happened. Oh, and boy. I was right back out of an open mind. <laughs> okay. But then I'm a big person. I got back into it, and I had fun. <laughs> You're and all that fun. Large. You <laughs> tacked on a lot of mass. It's important to tack on mass, buddy. It's just more of him to love. All that is effects, uh, you guys. I have gotten really fat. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, I and uh, <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. No shit. the practical is great mark i took off a lot more than you did for the cgi because it is comically poor 
in many instances. So, so the the funny thing is, I feel like you're knocking it for the lightning, which I'm not so much. There's a few scenes at the end with the giant robot where they just like clearly couldn't make the thing move the way they wanted to, so they did have to animate it. But it's really only for like a split second or two. But you can just see it as well, 1990s. They didn't need any of the stuff on the space station at the start, and all that looked terrible. So mm, space stuff was big in the 90s. Think about it, Jake. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. I also gave it an eight. Uh, suck. It looks really fucking good. Uh, I I basically agree with Mark's score. I just am not giving it quite as high of a score because every <laughs> because every that would mean you're giving it a ten. No, he gave it a nine. I know. And if you gave it a nine, that would mean you're giving it a ten. Oh, don't give me that shit right now. I'm not. <laughs> no, no. It's an eight, which means I mean it's technically an it's an eight point eight. It means so. it's an eight. 8.8. No. On the scale. No. I, 8.8 repeating. So it's really an 8.9 if you're round. We're only 0.1 point off. <laughs> From a 9. You got the same effect score as we are still here. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of this. Overall. Mark, what's your overall score for this particular flick? Yeah, it's going to be a 3.5. Uh, I actually think you could. <laughs> what? This movie is objectively not a very good movie. Yeah. So that's <laughs> around. Really the biggest that's dichotomy between down. Your your like what the numbers say it should be and what the score is. Yeah. Uh, not really. I gave it a four, a five, and a three. In the yeah, end your end. average is a five point two five, and you gave it a three and a half. That's a pretty big round down. Yeah. I mean, did you watch <laughs> this movie? <laughs> so now you're doubling back. Okay. Let's I look. It's 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 hard. It's hard, guys. It's hard to rate this movie. It's it's hard to rate movies in general that are bad but still review. watchable. I think this is an objectively bad movie, but I do think it's still watchable. Okay. So that's where it lands on my scale. It's a three and a half. Wonderful. I gave it a four. Um, I had fun watching this movie, if nothing else. Um, so, yeah, Jake. <laughs> wow, that was astute. Um, well, I also <laughs> gave it a four. Sometimes less is more. I, I think, think that find. I think that what we said earlier about how this is, uh, and Mark was the one that hit the nail on the head with that one because he got to go first, was that this is a tour de force of practical effects. Uh, Bruno got on this thing, and as an effects guy, he did his damnedest to like put that stamp on it. I think that it suffers in pretty much every other area. But what you <laughs> what you end up having is a really easy to literally watch to put your eyes on movie because there is a lot of really interesting shit happening in front of you for pretty much the entire course of the movie, at least after they get off the tugboat. Um, and for that reason, I don't think it's down there with like your really poor movies. Every other aspect of it is pretty damn poor, but that effect score is really holding it up. I am noting that I gave the omen a four. Uh, and I would definitely rather watch this movie than The Omen again. Oh my god, yes. So, <laughs> oopsie poopsie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Mark, I think that means you need to uh, tell us why you should not get drunk and not watch this with your buddies. I think ultimately the biggest problem with this movie is weirdly how bland it is. It's they it's it's almost like a thought experiment of like how cool a backdrop you can put behind something that's actually just kind of boring. Um and a lot of this as we discussed in the in the whole in the body of the review is this this is like a pacing problem. 
It's it's a problem that you have murderous robots that like are shooting nail guns and Uzis at you, and you have a guy die because he gets impaled, and a guy die because he gets swept out to sea, and then two guys die because they just like die. disappear. <laughs> I I it I mean it just doesn't handle the assets it has well. This could have been uh, ultimately you're just going to be watching a very visually arresting disappointment. Wow. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Is it a disappointment though? Um, and that's what we have to. That's what we have to decide because yeah, Jack and I All gave right. it the same score. Jack, you can. You go want first or second? Um, you go ahead and go first. All right. All right. All right. So I think primarily. I mean, this is a movie to ooh and ah over all the practical, and there is a tremendous amount of practical effects that you will have a great time watching. But beyond that, this movie, I can tell you from experience, gets way more fun the drunker you get. Yeah. The things that piss you off when you start watching it, like Billy Baldwin, get awesome. You forget like it. Billy Baldwin. <laughs> I didn't even know he was there. <laughs> so I think that's uh, certainly the primary reasons. Jake, what else you got? No, I I agree with you. I think there's also somewhat of like a badge of honor associated with this movie. Jamie Lee Curtis said it herself, right? Like she called this the all time piece of shit. She she said that, like, this is the movie that she can come to and hang her hat on as being like whenever she has a conversation with someone. I think the quote was that she's got the best one. She's bringing virus to the table. Yeah, like if if she's hanging out with her actor friends. If you're going to go with a bad movie, this is a pretty good bad movie to go with. And I think what she means by that is that it's a fucking terrible movie on the surface. But it has some really interesting shit to look at. I think that if you're watching this with your buddies and you're getting drunk, to your point, Jack, over the course of the movie, there's funny shit here. All those lines that are poorly delivered become less egregious and more hilarious. All of the scenes where they're great practical become even greater because you have people to watch it with and point out, hey, this is awesome with. And I think that, like, that sort of trajectory over the course of a movie, over the course of more than 90 minutes, which is another issue with the movie, <laughs> can build momentum that you would not have if you're not doing that with a group. It's an hour 39, for the record. Long movie, Mark. Too long. Too long. Okay. Too long. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, I'm giving that one to us. I think we yep. win that. Yeah, we break the tie. Fuck you, Mark. I don't know. Wait, hold on. Let's, let's take a vote. All in favor of not watching it. I... All in favor of watching with your buddies? Aye. Aye. Oh, okay. I thought Jake I thought Jake was gonna abstain. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. Two to one. Oh, you were good. always gonna let's... lose. I know. I'm used to yeah. it at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. This has been episode fifty seven of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode on downrightcreepy.com at the phantom podcast network that's downrightcreepy.com slash phantom if you want to check out what we got going on over on social media we have two places you can go you can pick your favorite that's either facebook or on twitter probably pick twitter though we don't really do anything on facebook Eh, occasionally and if you guys want to do something that'll actually really help the show out and we would greatly appreciate it it's a lot less of a pain in the ass for you than is a great help to us Get on your podcast app, give this a like, give it a rating or a review, and believe it or not, that'll actually be a huge, huge help. Uh, And if you really like this episode, the podcast in general, just go and tell somebody who's a horror fan about it or someone who might even think this might be funny about it. 
it uh, it helps us a lot. As always, this has also been coming at you from space on the music side. That's our theme song. And next week, we're going to check out not our final episode, but our final episode is covering what is the horror-ish of our picks from this draft. We're checking out Turbo Kid, which I'm really interested to talk to you guys about. So until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week, everybody. Cherokee people! Cherokee tribe! So proud to live! So proud to die! Whoa, it went way too high. I started off too high.